Thank you for having me. Do you have people do a, like, based on the novel Push by Sapphire riff, like, half the time? No? No one's ever been, like, based on the novel Push by Chris Bojay. Was it Bohalian? Ah, oh, nice. All right, nice, nice. All right, good. See, this is the, uh, the Andrew Taven promise when you have me on as a guest. Yes, uh, you know, then that, and I saw you tweeting about this, and that classic TV structure, uh, you know how TV seasons work, uh, where two come out, and then one, and then four, and then the last three, or whatever. Yeah, that it was, uh, you can be with your best friend of all, the cast of the flight attendant. Perfect, that's good. That's perfect. That's, yeah, I, uh, we watched it. I'm trying to remember how we decided to. I think we, like, realized we had HBO Max, or... So it was last November. I feel like it was one of the first things we watched on HBO Max. And I think it's because I think we we got an HBO Max. We get HBO Max. Um, and but we had before we got our current. Uh, we have like a, a fire stick. And before that, I think we had a Roku, and I think the didn't have HBO Max because there was, you know, the HBO Max rollout. Yeah, and and the HBO Max did such a good job, I think, amassing a good amount of content, and then was like, you know, whoever really bungled it was like, uh, we've got friends. They'll and like all the HBO content, it doesn't matter if we're on any device that anyone uses, they'll find a way. And it's like, you know, people need to be able to access it somehow, right? Like, so because I remember we watched Sopranos for the first time and we had to, like, uh, you know, like, like attach. Liz's laptop to the TV or her phone would be able to like sort of like no because we have Android so it was like her phone could like kind of cast to the TV sometimes but it was like a, you know a, a second rate version of like Chromecasting um, and it was like a real pain a lot of the time we'd want to watch the sopranos and i i so i distinctly remember when i think we got a fire stick then we were like all right we'll watch other hbo max stuff 
now too and i feel like the flight attendant started showing up um and we were like sure this is uh coming out this is it's uh it's like that one of my favorite uh onion videos um which it's like audiences uh like audiences okay with being excited to see green lantern or something and it's just like they're like uh yeah you know it's a movie they worked really hard on it uh who am i to say i don't want to see it (laughs) it's like the whole thing also like all the more hiatus because everything like with covid production was all weird and this yeah that's that's wild they shoot the new uh room 104 just something yeah the one thing you don't want whenever i see a show that's just like it's a love story about two people during lockdown and i'm just like no 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 one wants this no one wants this no one wants all of the all of the sorry if if you have one but no i have to imagine no one wants any spec script that starts like june 2020 uh abigail has been locked down for but no 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 don't want to hear it um yeah we watched uh so it, this is like kaylee cuoco's like first thing right it feels like her thing to be like oh i'm gonna do like prestige tv it feels like Yeah, and to which I would say, uh, like, I don't know if it, uh, if it sticks the landing in a plane term, not a gymnast term, completely. It's not, I don't think, like, it's not like you watch it and you're like, uh, wow, how did she think she could do this? Like, I think you watch it and you're like, yeah, it's fine to me. Like, I'm like, she does fine. I don't watch it and go like, wow. Like the way you watch like, you know, and it's God's fault or whatever. The way you watch Breaking Bad and you're like, wow, that's Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, and he's Walter White. What's he doing? It's so, uh, it's not like you watch this and you go like, oh, I can't believe that's uh, Penny. I almost said Peggy. I can't believe that's Penny of uh, uh, b- Breaking Breaking Bang Theory. <laughs> Big, Big Bang Theory. I can't believe that's Penny being all serious. You're like, yeah, I mean, you know. Who am I to say she isn't? Yeah, it does. It does really. Yeah, it's like 
Um, the, the, the interesting thing, uh, this is an example where, and I don't know how often, and I probably, I probably should, so I'll listen to, I'll listen to some episodes of chapter surfing also. I'm sorry I haven't, I should have, I feel bad. I'm, I'm very much the person who, uh, wants to, and then forgets to listen to an episode of the podcast they're invited to do. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I, it is one where there are some real differences. Um, like Full Metal Alchemist. Hollywood. That one, the leftovers, the interesting thing is it very smart. The leftovers, um, well, you've definitely done the leftovers with someone, right? Okay, I'm sure. I was like, oh, you got it. Um, the leftovers, I feel like, uh, does a very good job of not giving into what was probably a very, uh, strong impulse to make it a real definitive mystery to be solved whereas i mean i guess the theme song says let the mystery be um and they do that and i think it really works for it the changes here one thing that struck me and you know talking about that where i have to feel like this is either a reasonable coincidence or this must have been as it was going to print. There was some preprint galley sent to like, you know, sent around to uh, Kaylee Cuoco's people or whatever. Because before publishing, because there's a part towards the end of the book. And I don't know if this jumped out at you. Where she, and I assume we're full spoilers here. Um, where she uh, is watching TV in Italy. And it says... Uh, uh, American, uh, well, the weird thing is, it's a classic American sitcom. So I don't know if this takes place in the future, but it's a classic American sitcom came on about a group of like nerdy uh, physicists who live together in an apartment. And I'm like, okay, well, there's there's no way that's not referencing the Big Bang Theory. Now, is that referencing the Big? Is was it like uh, watching a classic sitcom where? Uh, Faye psychiatrist who lives with his dad argues with his Faye psychiatrist brother or and they like switched it last minute or was that just like something else because it's one line but I'm like that's pretty wild coincidence to assume that this wasn't you know so did they publish it with now a major HBO Max motion series like on the front initially like Now and always, a major HBO Max series. So there's like the really obvious stuff that jumps out pretty quickly where you're like, okay, so it starts off in Dubai, whereas the show starts off in Bangkok and the murder happens respectively in both those places. And... I'm not sure. Maybe there's an interview with someone. There probably is, and I could have looked it up, but I didn't, so let's speculate. 
why they would change it. I wonder if they were more worried about sensitivity issues or if there was more of like a... I mean, I guess I, one possibility, I guess, is uh, I could imagine that like there's probably a decent amount of Gulf oil state investment money floating around Hollywood in a way that there's probably not like tie investment money so like where they're like yeah we have a deal to uh you know do uh six feet under one of those floating dubai islands and uh they we don't want to mess it up <laughs> yeah, so and they'd get upset if we set this murder in Dubai. Yeah. Well, it's also when you have, when I was reading the acknowledgments at the end that Chris Buhalian did. And Chris, I, I haven't read a Buhalian book uh, before, but it seems like he is like one of those guys who kind of, you know, no offense to him. Um, I'm going to uh, say negative things about the book's ending in particular. So Buhalian, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, but, it, you know, he seems like one of those guys who kind of cranks him out to some degree, which is Fine, you know, a, uh, a real coots, if you will, a king. Yeah, the show is. I I was like kind of surprised because I I I sort of I didn't love the show. Again, I very much feel like you know I didn't hate it. I I, I very much kind of felt like you know. Who am I to say that wasn't a uh, a well-produced HBO Max miniseries? Certainly it was. It was on the TV, and it functioned and everything. Um, the side note, people talk about like how it's really hard to rewind or whatever on HBO Max. I've never had that issue. The thing that got to me is when I was watching through all of the Miyazaki movies, it defaults to English even if you previously switched it to Japanese, which is seems like an obvious thing to not do what can you do or jujutsu kaisen dr stone they only have the japanese so it's okay but anyway um yeah hulu hulu also is doing this thing now we just caught up on a uh, doll face which i think caught up and finished i don't think they're making more doll face um that's one of those shows that appeared on the hulu splash page years ago and i did not register with me and we watched it and yeah, who am I? It was, you know, it's it's charming. If you want 10 episodes of something to watch on Hulu, uh, you could do worse than Dollface. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, so, I, I definitely was thinking, like, oh, the, the series feels a little... A little ungrounded in a way that I thought I didn't realize how much they would have changed from the book 
But then I read the book and I'm like, nothing. I kind of get why they added all this crazy stuff to the show. Because you read the book and you're like, sort of nothing happens for a lot of it. Like, Yeah, I think it definitely it, it does feel meaningful in that way. Um, the oh, should we say by the way uh, briefly like what it's about? Do people do you tend to? They could. Not Beijing. Sorry. Bangkok. Yes. Um, and the uh, the thing, so yeah, in the book, it's Dubai, and they're, like, drinking a lot in Dubai. I wonder if that was also something where if they were just like, oh, you're not, you know, people can drink in Dubai. Because in the acknowledgments, he was like, you know, and my friend, it really seems if you're a, if you're a Kunz or a Buhalian type, I feel like you kind of just have these different story ideas and you have a skeleton for it, and then you just get, like, the people you already met or your publisher or agent to introduce you to other people who know things, and then you fill out, like, 70% of the book with, like, you know, and then... Yeah. Um... And, or, like, you read, like, it's sort of weird when you start to read, like, a section that's, like, because uh, she, she's pursued. So the person who killed—this is something I was trying to remember. Okay, Miranda—or she has a different name, Elena, and she goes by Miranda, and in the series, she also—because the series, like, the whoop—she killed Alex in both of them, right? This woman who is, like, hired by Russians. She's, like, an assassin. And then she's going to try and kill Cassie, supposedly. Um, the, uh, the, the book, she, it's no problem because the moment anyone is actually about to kill her, they just instantly defect to the United States. Like, 
at the drop of a pin. And you're just like, wow, they really, they talked about how elite this squad is. But you're not very elite if you have all this training. And then the second someone's like, ah, I sprained my arm. God, just call the FBI and tell them I'm turning myself in. I have a list of contacts and everything. Am I worried they'll kill me? Eh, my arm hurts. Elena was like Buhalian kind of musing on his like geopolitical opinions because there'll just be like a section where she's like a lot of people think that if a big conflict strikes uh sparks it's going to happen in the South China Sea or like over Taipei but in fact you've got drone warfare happening in Syria and if someone were to use a chemical weapon from drone warfare and there was some sort of miscommunication I was just like what, what are you should this be a Twitter thread should you be like the game theory guy like tweeting all this out in a row like i'm like i just yeah the thing with uh elena who is she's sent to kill cassie but she you find out she's actually been turned like a long time ago by the cia and they almost pull her out but then uh buckley the guy who who in the series it felt much more like oh wow that buckley buckley is this guy who's trying to kill her we're in the book. You're like, oh, yeah, Buckley. Like, I I saw the series first. So I was like, oh, I know the guy she's dating is going to turn out to be the killer. But they, I feel like he comes up, like, twice. Like, you're like, oh, Buckley, I guess. Yeah, Buckley. Okay. <laughs> like... They also... They do the thing... So they do the thing in the movie, which doesn't happen in the book at all, where she, like, goes to her mind palace and talks to, like, the memory of Alex Sokolov. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This has to be, like, it's got to be, like, a musical logic. Like, it's not that it didn't happen, but also it just, it's just not, like, the same way I, uh, I brought up Dollface is, like, a magical realism sort of show. It's, I haven't watched that Jay Baruchel show, but I think it's like that, where it's, like, her boyfriend. Yeah, like, her boyfriend breaks up with her, and then she has to take a bus back to the land of female friends. And then, like, has to go through a checkpoint there and, like, you know, gets, uh, has to play, like, let's make a deal for what she's gonna do for the night. Like, you know, and it's just, like, there it is. It's a thing that's happening. A thing is happening. Why is it happening? It's happening. Don't worry about it. Like, it feels like it should have been like that, but instead it's like, oh, I'm having these, like, vivid hallucinations in a way where you're, like, uh, where it feels like she has... So the the series also gives her more to do, and the stuff it gives her to do is ridiculous. 
because it's like she has so like you said zosha mamet is her friend who's a lawyer because in this one she gets a lawyer from the union rep um and the lawyer's boyfriend except she doesn't want to say he's a boyfriend but she ends up doing it because he ends up in the hospital uh they is like a hacker and so they're gonna find these files that alex sokolov was like embezzling or whatever um and also her fellow flight attendant is like selling secrets to north korea for some reason yeah and then that does i was like oh this isn't in the book at all that's so weird that's in the movie and then at the end they're like oh and also her friend is selling secrets and you're like and again, that the problem is, and I don't think it works in the show. It's very weird and random that they also have this. I guess because I forget. Are you? I I can't remember if in the series do they want you to think that maybe her friend Megan is like going behind her back, but then the reveal is that it's North Korea or that she might be involved with the plot. something well because in the book i feel like i didn't connect to or stick with any of the people like at the end when they're like and megan was selling secrets and you're like yeah megan okay like the same way like i would be about like you know not to be all uh like sitcom husband here but like a co-worker of my wife's who I met once. And she'd say, like, oh, you know, Megan. I'd be like, yeah, Megan! She was selling secrets to the government. Oh, wow, I didn't know that, um, uh, Megan? Yeah, Megan was selling secrets, wow. Yeah, her sister, I don't really connect, like, in the book with the sister, the other people. I mean, again, Buckley, the, the waiter? I feel like you connect with the waiter somewhat because you spend, like, as much time with him as anyone else. Um... I feel like the idea because okay the stuff that's most interesting maybe in both of them is you're like okay the flight attendant stuff that's interesting other than pan am which i have not seen you don't really get a lot of stuff about flight attendants for the most part and that's kind of interesting and you have this mystery okay and the flight attendant stuff is fine enough but then you're like like this again the stuff she does in the series is nuts that she's, oh, I'm going to break into a building and we're going to hack these files to prove I'm innocent. But in the book, she just does nothing. Like, you're just like, okay, she's framed. She has to talk to the FBI. She keeps messing it up. But then you find out the FBI is like, 
oh, this is like this whole, like pretty quickly the FBI and the CIA are like, oh, we already know this is like spy versus spy shit. And like she's not connected to anyone. So like, I don't know. We're pretty sure it's wrong place, wrong time. also the best part of the book early on like right after it happens and you really have an a to b to c um where you're like okay uh what am i gonna do and you're like uh you 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 really feel like she's making the kind of they're not rational choices but they're like relatable choices where you're like all right well she she doesn't know for sure maybe she's going to throw away this stuff it has blood on it like okay well if you're not going to police and she decides straight up like this would look bad i'm not going to the police in thailand or dubai or whatever um okay so i'm not doing that so i have to get rid of at least the blood on me and wash it off okay i'm back home Ooh, when am i going to hear would i hear about this when am i safe what am i going to know like uh it, um it reminds me of in, in – uh, I went to a uh, religious Jewish high school, and they had, like, dorms. And one of the – my friends – because we lived in Charlotte, and she moved from Charlotte to Memphis. And she was going – or she moved – she was going to the school in the dorm. And the guys, you know, were not allowed to be in the girls' dorm, but they're, like, essentially the Israelis who came to do a study thing and look over the dormers. Um came back and i managed to get out and they sort of i think knew someone was there and it was like the few days where i was like oh are people gonna know am i gonna get in trouble so we weren't like doing anything we were just like hanging out like we we're just hanging out but you we weren't supposed to be in there um and it feels like this sort of thing where it's like okay when am i safe what do i know oh am i gonna hear from the fbi am i gonna hear this am i gonna that uh and that stuff's like all very good and then it does kind of feel like it was like oh well now what though because all right, I have to add drama. So she acts really stupidly suddenly and self-destructively. And I've already explained that she's very self-destructive. So it's fine that she does that. And you're like, okay, sure. And then why? It's like, well, it'd be crazy if she turned into a spy now, even though she that's what ends up happening. Um, it'd be crazy if she turned into a spy now. So I guess she kind of just has to bumble along and like – one of the only active things she does is get a gun and we know she went hunting when she was younger because like the the climax after a lot of nothing really happening i mean she sees elena whatever her name is in the airport and tries to tackle her because she's doing something yeah Yeah, because she's, like, trying to make a move, trying to do something. And then you're like, all right, and then she just doesn't do anything again. She's like, well, I need a gun in case they come for me. And you're like – because at some point she realizes, like, oh, the FBI aren't coming for me. That's fine. The real problem is I might have assassins after me. And you're like, okay. She's like, I'm going to need a gun. And you're like, 
Okay. And then... Elena's gonna come for her, but she's been turned officially, and so she's gonna go save her. And then Buckley kills her, and you're like, okay, they're in the room. You, They really tease you into thinking he shoots the Italian boyfriend. And now, right, you get into the... the, the you know, now you get into kind of the plausibility issue where you're like, all right, well, she's just a regular person. And this is the guy who's been hyped up to be like, oh, uh, you know, a Terminator assassin guy. Uh, like Elena is, but he surprised Elena and he was able to get her. Okay, so you don't want her to just, you know, and then she punches him and she hits him with a vase and he goes down. Uh, but what they settle on is he try he took her gun she had, he shoots the Italian guy, but the, but she, like, overheated, they don't, they explain so much, and he doesn't explain this, as I'm just gonna know, she underheated or overheated the round, yeah, like, what is, uh, overheating, or under, underheating a pistol round, she she did something when she loaded accidentally. The compacting step is bullet. I don't okay. Overheating or underheating. I thought it's for casting a bullet. Okay, for some reason that Buckley Russian Buckley assassin makes clear she messed up when loading the gun or the ammo was old so like at worst she makes a mis she either makes a mistake or it might even just be the ammo was old that the italian waiter found so it's still not even something she did actively the gun just like explodes in his hand which when you're talking about you know it's obviously, look, any rules can be broken, right? Like, any narrative rules, you can't hold to them too much. Like, oh, there should be no voiceover at the beginning. And it's like, unless one minute of voiceover would set the world very easily and you don't have to have, like, seven minutes of people going, as you know, in Chandelar, you know, we ride on rhinos, which are powered by magic spheres. Like, if you could just say in a minute, and not have characters tell each other stuff they already know, then that's good. So it feels like, but but those but those rules are often a decent guidepost. And like one of them is, nothing good should happen by chance. Like if something bad happens to your character. Okay, fine. That feels like a parody of something like. And then the gun blew up in his hand, and it was okay. Like, do you know the Futurama episode with the with the brains where they go into the books? The brain, like, zaps. And Fry's, like, writing one. And then he decided to go back to his own planet for no reason. Like, it feels like... And then the gun blew up in his hand. And then the gun blew up in his hand. And you're like, okay, maybe there's still something interesting here. Because, whatever, fine. But he's still this assassin. He's not just going to go down without a fight. And then he's like, I will go down without a fight. I'm tired of this. Even... Yeah, yeah, you'd think she's... Cause also, at the end, you find out she was pregnant, and she's like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. 
Because that's not in the series, right? No, she's like, I'm pregnant, and it's with, it was Alex's baby. And it's like, did you contact his dead parents for a paternity test? You know, you had sex with this guy who tried to murder you, like, a bunch more times within a close frame. Like, do you just not want to consider that? There was the Italian guy also. Like, how, like, did he come out talking about a hedge fund or something? Like... The, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, it... Sorry, I said, I just... Sorry. Okay, well, the it's related to the, the hotel room scene. So, the, the it also honestly feels like a future... Almost like a Futurama, like, double talk joke or whatever. Where he says, like, he's about to shoot her. And then he's like, and don't even try it, because uh, I forget if she wants to reach for the gun, or she wants to do something. He's like, even if you kill me, someone else will just come for you. It won't make a difference. And then she, like, his hand gets hurt from the pistol exploding, and he's like, just tell him I'm here! I wanna leave! Like, it feels like a, like a joke you'd see in, like, Austin Powers or something, and she's just like, well, you just said if I kill you, more people come after me. No, they won't! I was lying! I'm tired! Call the FBI! It's fine! I'll be fine for She's she's in the end I I I don't even know if she's under a new identity. She's dating a Hollywood writer. She's dating a Hollywood writer. She is still working as a flight attendant. She's like, "Oh, it's cool. No one will know that it's me." Because I have my identity changed to being a different flight attendant. <laughs> and you're like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm uh, working as something else. And she, and I think they even said, she's like, aren't you worried about like the Russian uh, GRU or whatever coming after you? And he's like, nah, it's cool. It's actually not a big deal. There were like two of us and I killed the other one. I was lying. It's like, it literally feels like he's just like, I was bluffing when I said, if you kill me, they'll keep coming for you. You could have killed me and no one would come for you. I was like the last guy. Um, you also just don't really get a sense of like, because they try and set up like, oh, Victor, he's the real bad guy. And you're like, I mean, I don't need him to do something exploitative and terrible just to show he's bad. But you're also like, I mean, why? Because he wants her to kill... Cassie, like, she, okay, but she w would, like, without much, like, so she's gonna do it, though, and then Buckley, who kills her, and was also gonna kill Cassie, and at the end, you're just like, he's just like, it's cool, we hang out now, like, he's Vegeta, he's like the Vegeta of, um, the flight attendant, it really does feel like he was like, I'm up against a deadline, I have another one that's like a thriller about, you know, a barista who stumbles upon a body in her.
yeah. Like, in her backyard, right? That's a little nuts. She gets Donnie Darko. better in the show because in the show she's just regularly drinking and it doesn't really and it just sort of like you at first you're you don't even notice necessarily like oh well she's having a fun night out with this guy and she's drinking and you're like all right and she's at the bar and she's drinking and okay she's drinking here okay she's just, maybe she, and then they sort of start to address you like yeah i guess she is drinking a lot whereas in the book it's like and then cassie poured herself another drink alcoholically and decided to like <laughs> No, but then, but then interspersed with him being like, like, and you know, she gets uh, sexually assaulted like all the time, and is just sort of like, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you're like, I don't know. It it definitely feels like the sort of thing where it's like, look, I'm not the the expert sensitivity reader writer here or whatever either, but you're just like, he's like, oh, it's okay. There's one scene where she tells the lawyer that that happens, and the lawyer's like, that's rape. And she's like, yeah, I know. And then whatever, we'll keep going. Like, it does feel like, you know, not to dwell on this too much, but just to say, like, I'm not I'm not going to deny, obviously, look, it's, it's everyone deals with stuff their own way. I'm sure there are people who have a similar sort of experience who black out and who have, you know, uh, allow whatever sort of encounters to happen and go on with their life and don't, and in a similar way to Cassie does in the book, and go like, whatever, it happens, and it doesn't bother them. But it's weird to write a character like that actively and be like, that happens, but whatever, we aren't going to deal with it. him trying to be like progressive about it that he'd be like look i might be 60 or whatever but i've been keeping up you're not supposed to have sex with people when they're blackout drunk i know and like her i mean the the thing is even it's like you said when she finds out about buckley like she kind of just doesn't like again like um it's
Well, because they end up killing him in the TV show, right? Yeah, whereas in this one, like, he becomes her buddy because he's just like, um, he honestly, it feels like it could be like, and I think you should leave character or something, where he's just like, well, we watched, okay, so when we were on vacation, because we, we, we watched uh, the most recent season of Better Call Saul, because it's available outside of the country, it goes straight to Netflix, it airs outside of America, straight on Netflix, and, uh, so we watched it and then like we were we finished and we were like oh we still got something so before we watched crashing we watched um the characters tim robinson episodes i heard from people that it's kind of like a proto i think you should leave have you seen it okay you should watch it it's like uh it's like it's i think i think you should leave it's better it's like a half hour a couple of them feel they all feel very i think you should leave um some i like better than others i think they're all good enough that it's worth the half hour uh but one of them is uh this guy it's well i don't want to spoil it now but i'll just say it feels like a and i think you should leave kind of character where this guy is like look i'm the biggest toughest assassin and then he like hurts his hand he's like ow owie no just go i give up i give up no i don't care sorry didn't you say that there's a whole no i was lying i was lying it's not true just tell them well aren't you worried they'll come for you no i'm the only guy in the whole organization it's fine i see you later like <laughs> Acknowledgement, he emailed several women. also like that's like the other thing where you are kind of like because in the book okay so she's gonna have the final confrontation she decides i forget why she thinks oh because she thinks she saw elena so she figures elena's coming to kill her and she's right um and then she's wrong but whatever but she's right at the time and she tells the italian waiter like oh don't hang out with me even though like they they, they really like make it clear in a way that's almost like a little doth protest too much where you just are like yeah i get like i get it that he's a good guy but also he 
does hope on some level that they might still have sex, but he's totally not going to push it. But if the option's open, he'll mention it, but he's not going to mention it more than once. And if, you know, he's not going to end up in a, uh, what was that magazine? In a profile from uh, whatever that magazine was. Um, yeah, fine. Great. We get that he's, you know, uh, open to it, but not going to insist on it. And that's very clear. And she's like, because it almost like she's like, oh, don't like I don't I don't fully believe like that she would be like, oh, I think someone's coming to kill me. And you're really like you're being like really clear. And maybe it is that you're supposed to think that, oh, well, she definitely will expect something. But there's like so many words about how it's okay he's totally not like it feels like he's like going out of the way to be like look definitely obviously if she comes on to him he's into it but he's totally cool he's not gonna push her on anything it's totally fine that you're like well why doesn't she just say yeah you should stay with me because i am worried and probably we have at least one gun (laughs) Probably one person, assuming it's one person, is going to maybe even just not try and kill me if someone else is here. Like, that's the other thing. Like, she she frames it like, oh, you know, if you're here, we could both get killed. Like, or an assassin would be like, oh, that's I, – I don't feel comfortable trying to stage a suicide when there's another person there. That sounds like the kind of thing that might make someone abort the mission. Um, I mean, obviously, I guess the counterargument is that didn't the first time, but that was like – is she out of the room? But that's the thing. She's out of the room when she kills Alex, right? She, like, was in the hallway, and she comes back. Yeah, so you'd think she'd be like, oh, okay. Everything works out for her. She goes – Oh, well, be careful. They're going to get back. You lied about leaving before you found the body, but they're going to get back the uh, forensics, and it might be that he died, uh, you know, in the middle of the night. Hey, they got back the forensics, and they have, like, a 17-hour window, so you're fine. And you're like, what? stuff um where where the the stuff with her teaming up with the Miranda or whatever her name goes by and uh you know who I think it's working with the CIA earlier right like for a lot of the time when Miranda's trying to find her she's already good good what a, sorry that's very uh amerocentric you know obviously these are two opposing imperialist organizations and i don't mean to say that uh the wimpy surrender boy 
who's sent after her is any more or less valid than uh, her uncle who works with chemical weapons, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like uh, that one at least there's, like, stuff to make her active, even if it's stupid. <laughs> and this one, you're like, you're like, she doesn't, she tackles, she sort of gets, like, with the lawyer, she tackles Miranda, she asks for the gun, which feels like a wild thing, again, that that's her go-to. Like, that, that, that actually surprised me. I would have thought that was a weird addition does she even use the gun in the series? Because they end up having that showdown back in America, right? Yeah, it's like, what is... uh? The difference, because I looked up a page that says some of the differences, um, and, uh, do you want to know what, uh, what books I think you should read.blogspot.com says about this? Uh, this, oh, interesting. They felt similarly. Is I wonder if they have a name. Oh, Liz Parker. Liz Parker. Shout out to Liz Parker of, uh, I think you should read.blogspot.com. Um, first off, I would give the book 3.5 stars and the TV show 4.5 because maybe it's because I saw the show before I read the book. Oh, wow. They're living our life. But I found the show to be more dramatic and compelling. However, that's not to say I didn't like the book because I did, but the showrunners definitely made a few changes. Um, the changes, oh, they don't really tell you why they reviewed it that way. They, they, re okay. Um, Book Cassie is around 40, Liz believes, and I think TV Cassie was supposed to be in her early 30s. Sure, yeah. In the book, yeah, Bangkok versus Dubai. Oh, they just visited Bangkok in 2018, so they found that more compelling. Uh, Elena Miranda ends up not being Cassie's friend in the book edition. In the book, Cassie didn't have a lawyer, so she ends up with Annie. <clears throat> in the show, Annie is her friend. Um, which even that, right? That makes like a more compelling choice, right? With her weird shower. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah, where it's just like so like all this put together and you're like, I didn't know if any of these people were important. Um Yeah, and then the stuff about uh she does more crazy stuff in the T V show. Uh <laughs> yeah um it's also wild that like at the end she's like oh i looked over at his ipad to see that he was typing secrets on the plane and you're like 
What is this organization with terrible OPSEC? How is this, like, a thing? Um... Yeah, they just none of the characters sick who plays Megan again in um Yeah, I think so. Um it is Yeah, Rosie Perez. Yeah. Oh, Jason Jones is the... That's what... That's right. I forgot her dad is Jason Jones. That's so just... That's like... I can't... Yeah. That also in of itself. That's the other thing that you can do with TV or whatever. You can instantly just be like... And her dad is Jason Jones. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, now that's something. Now he has a character. He's Jason Jones. Like, you're like, okay, there you go. Um, whereas in the book, you're like, all right. And, you know, he's sort of playing against type. I mean, I get, I don't know. He probably has played an angry draw. I feel like it's weird because it's against type in the sense that it's a completely dramatic role. But also, I feel like he sort of plays the angry drunk correspondent as far as the... Yeah, I forgot that BB Newworth is in it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, sorry, Michael Huisman is uh, his picture for some reason on the Wikipedia preview has like the top of his head cut off when you're just looking at the preview. Is Dario Noharis the good Dario Noharis, not the one who you're like, ugh, she's given up her uh kingdom for that guy remember the first dart no offense to him i mean he's not like unattractive but he's not it's the same thing when they had that middle mountain before they cast uh torbjorn half bjornson or whatever is half thor bjorn torbjornson whatever his name is where you're like wow that's a guy where before you're just like that's the mountain now this like you know stand-in for andre the giant on the princess bride like um yeah zosha mamet who, we saw her in uh, L.A. once when we were in town at a coffee, at the exact kind of coffee place you would think where they have, like, you know, the fake hedge on the indoor with the neon and stuff that people would take pictures in front of. Um, you know the kind of thing I mean, I think. Uh, Zosha may have made a good actress. I don't know. She. Oh, well, sure. But, I mean, that's... She's good at... Um... She's good in girls, but that's a very specific thing. She's... 
she's very good at the specific thing. I think we saw her in this movie called like the girl or the boy downstairs or the boy upstairs where it turns out she's living uh near her in the same apartment as like her ex and it's just one of those that i don't know we saw it in like lockdown we we're just looking for something to see i think it was one of those ones where you're like yeah sure that was an hour and a half it wasn't you know why who am i to say that wasn't a movie um <laughs> I am trying to remember who, um, God, what's the show I'm or movie I'm thinking of that has, uh, Dave Harbour in it? It wasn't this. For some reason, I remember Dave Harbour somewhere in this. I am, uh, sorry. I know that's a weird thing to do. But Dave Harbour, um, who's, let's see. Was it television or was it movie? Oh, yeah. I guess he does a guest voice on The Simpsons at some point. Um... I'm going to say, I feel like, was it Split? No, he wasn't in Split. What did I, why did I think Dave Harbour was in this? I, like, remember Dave Harbour being her dad. Because I remember him playing, like, a drunk, abusive guy who takes someone on a hunting trip and something. Is this, this doesn't register anything or is it not him all right so who's someone who might or might not be dave harbour who appears in uh okay i really think it's split now that i think about it so i'm trying to remember now who i'm projecting dave harbour onto uh i had forgotten anna taylor joy was in split like when I later saw her and someone was like, Yeah, Taylor Joy of Split. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's I don't know how I forgot that. Um Sorry, I Jessica Slither, Brad William Oh, wait. Okay. Brad William Hankey. You know Brad William Hankey? Oh. Okay. What else has he been in? Sorry, this is, uh, you know, that's the uh, Andrew Taven guarantee also is uh, I will take us down at least one mysterious road. So, no, so these are, this is, uh, this was me misremembering David Harbour in the Flight Attendant series, realizing, oh no, he was in a different thing, and then realizing that wasn't him either. This, I... Yeah, Brad William Hankey, I guess he was in Criminal Minds. The first thing that pops up is the Criminal Minds wiki. Um, sure, this previous, this page is, I got like the DDS warning that said this page is sending you to the Criminal Minds wiki. If you don't want to go, please return. And I was like, thanks for the warning. I'll risk it. <laughs> 
that's Brad William Henke. He plays an abusive. So he doesn't look like David Harbour, but you can imagine them going out for similar roles. Because he's also like a big uh, guy who looks like he could play an, an intimidating drunk. I guess he used to be a football player. Yeah, he was in Split and uh, whatever else. Okay. Was he ever in House? Are we going to get to see him for House of House? No. All right. Sorry for that tangent. Um, oh, he's in a million episodes of... I might be. Should we, uh, should we, uh, should we wind down? I think he was, uh, I think he was a, um... One of the guards in Orange is the New Black, also. He was, he was Disney yeah, alright. Sorry for that. Um, alright, so I am going to give uh, the flight attendant show three stars. I think it's a really fun watch, uh, really enjoyable. I, I love the, the minor storyline with her big brother, and uh, yeah, I think you just want to like, feel good. stars seems about right for the show because it's at least it's it's it keeps you going and it does a better job of having interesting mysteries i feel like than the book where i mean it's easy to say because i'd already read i'd already seen the show but i do feel like i didn't really care what was happening in the book um yeah so i think three stars seems right i might even go what'd you do 2.5 or 2 for the book I might even go down to 1.5. I mean, I feel like there's got to even... The thing about... Because I'm kind of grading it on an airport thriller kind of scale. Like, I'm not like, oh, well. Uh, when you compare it to Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. <laughs> like, I mean, you compare this to like a Dan Brown. And Dan Brown books, especially as they go... I have read... This is like one of my weird little claim to fames. I don't know if that's fame. I'm pretty sure I've read every Dan Brown book. Because I think uh, he's not as prolific as like Akuntz, for example. Although I have read, uh, I have read a few Kuntzes. Um Oh, I guess he did another one in 2017. So I'm like one behind, I think. Um, but every Dan Brown book has like the same uh, setup and sort of structure. Oh, he's doing a children's book. Sure, why not? Um. Oh, it's another Robert Langdon book? Really? Okay. Maybe I... I don't know. Now I'm curious. Now I feel like I have to be a completionist because I've read all of them but this new one. Um, so maybe I will just to be a completionist. They really move. They do a better job of weaving in the random facts, even though a lot of them probably aren't true. And even when it just gets to be totally absurd, at least, like, it... it I think one of the good things it does that Dan Brown is good at is he always wants to have a protagonist who can actively advance the plot in some way, right? Whereas, like, you look at something like uh, 
the flight attendant and they do their best but you're like okay so she's a flight attendant she's just a normal flight attendant she's going to try to not get arrested and then what well nothing she can't this is spy shit what's she gonna do whereas like they make up this kooky nonsense where every two years someone threatens to you know blow up the college of cardinals because they uh and they hid the clues on a scavenger hunt that you need to have read like dante's inferno to get and go on a historical tour around prague or whatever but hey they did it and robert langdon's the man for the job like you know um so even just in terms of airport thrillers or like in terms of like any of them it's just not great like i assume that he if he's written 30 of these then probably some of them are you know readable but uh, I don't think someone should read this. I think they should read a different book. Even if you want something disposable, read any of the Dan Brown books you haven't. Uh, I don't know what Origin's about yet. Um, the Lost Key, or what's it called? Uh, the Lost Symbol is the worst one, and it still really moves. It's absurd, but it's... Uh... Yeah, so do that. And uh, you said, should I recommend another book? Oh, wait, I just did. Wow. Oh, I did it. I was like, oh, I don't know. It was inside me all along. Yeah, I would say read any Dan Brown book that you haven't read yet. If you want like a book to just read on the beach, like an airport thriller that you're just it doesn't matter. Um, I recently read Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis, which is also, I think, pretty good um but i i'd say if you're looking for uh if you're looking for just a page turner that's a thriller that has like assassins coming after someone and traveling around the world because that's a big thing right um i think uh any dan brown book that you haven't read yet would be the way to go um I honestly think Inferno might be one of the better ones. That's the mo that was the second to most recent one. Um, Digital Fortress is probably aged so weird because it's about like cyber hacking. Uh, Deception Point is kind of interesting because um, people have probably read Angels, Demons, and Da Vinci Code. Read The Lost Symbol if you want one that that still moves, but is just, like, absurd. You're just like, okay. There's stuff that happens in that one where you're like, really? Like, this is your... The kind of thing where they start getting into, like, well, you know, uh, studies of monks have found that they can uh, repair damaged neurons just by thinking about it. And it's like, no, they haven't! That's the first one that is like, by the way, Studies have shown that magic is real. And you're like, I would have heard about this. I wouldn't learn about this in The Lost Symbol by Dan Brown. But it's, 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 it moves. So there you go. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Sorry. I was probably done when I brought, when I went on my Brad William Hankey uh, rabbit hole, which I understand if you want to delete. Sorry for uh, wasting your time with that. Or your listener's time, if you don't delete. Um, so that. Uh, I think recommendation 
recommending Dan Barnbucks is a good compliment to my book recommendation because I went in a different direction and I'm going to recommend Story of My Life by Jay McInerney, which even though it is also written by a man, I think does a much better job of capturing uh, this party girl character in a really interesting way that actually feels genuine and like he gives a shit about getting into her in her life. The, the one thing to take away is don't read any women authors. <laughs> I have, as you know from the email I sent you, Chapter Surfing has a very strict rule about recommending books by white men, so thank you for yeah. going You want someone to go to your apartment and instantly write a tweet about you <laughs> and say, I looked at their bookshelf and there was only Dan Brown, Chris Bahulian, and uh, the other one. Yeah, it's... um. The other one, what was it? Oh, the other one you asked you about, or no, you gave me a list. The other one I could have done because I'd recently we caught up on was The Sinner, but I did not want to dwell in that mind space too. Did you? Are you caught up on The Sinner? No, I actually haven't watched that, but I know like the premise from the ads. The, it's pretty good, I think. The third season, it's like got uh, what's his face. Oh, what's his face? As the um, detective who's in all of them. He also likes getting, like, pissed on or whatever. But that kind of goes away after the first season. I don't know what... Uh, but he... I uh, would just say, uh, to clarify, when you say also likes getting pissed on, you were referring to a conversation from House of House, which we recorded earlier. Yeah, that's why You gotta listen to House of House. So when you guys listen to episode 5 of House of House, you'll find out who likes getting pissed on. That's how you get, that's how you get them. That's called marketing. That's called the mystery this box. This is, very, is yeah. This is a very strict uh, cinematic universe where you have to watch all the, all the high-end TV shows. Yeah, and that's a that's the JJ Abrams mystery. JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams mystery box promise. Um, no, the sinner is a real because uh, the the it's like you know it's got the same uh detective played by uh ah uh, from Independence Day um. He's like a real sad sack. It's like funny how much he's like such a sad sack, and everyone's like, "You sad sack!" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I am." Bill Pullman. He's like, "Yeah, I guess I am." You know, I just uh, life's not going so good, but I'm just doing my best. Um, yeah, the third season in particular, I think, has one of the suits, or maybe it's a mentalist. Oh hell yeah. Are what? you thinking of the one with the white collar? Jamie Burns. Yeah, it's for the white collar. Sorry. It's got oh, a wait, white... no. Jamie... Oh, Jamie no, Burns. the character is Jamie Burns. Matt Bomber. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a white collar. Sorry. It's got the white collar, and uh, he's, like, living his normal life when, like, Chris Messina shows up at his door and is like, hey, man, I quote Nietzsche, and I'm gonna make you do really bad things. And you're like, oof. Chris Messina shows up at your door... You don't let him in. He can only come in if he's invited. Mm-hmm. So you gotta no. Don't invite Christmasina in, and he won't be able to hurt you. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh, I di- I didn't want to live in in that space too much. It's it's <laughs> it's a good show, but it's real uh, it's real heavy. Um, but yeah, you know, if you want a lighter show, you could watch The Flight Attendant, and you could read one of the various Dan Brown mm-hmm. books. Um, or you could, you know what, actually, I'll also recommend Catch-22 as a counterpoint, because it's also about being in an airplane. Oh, smart. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So, of course, you should all listen to House of House, yes. the podcast that me and Andrew do together. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to plug, Andrew? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Taven, um, AndrewTaven.com, T-A-V-I-N, at Andrew Taven on Instagram, on TikTok now. Uh, so you can do that there, too. YouTube, whatever. Uh, I've also got TV Nopes podcast that's monthly about TV shows page that shouldn't exist. Lenny's been on that a couple times talking. I think mm-hmm. you should leave. Uh, the TV shows page for I think you should leave. Gonna have Sound Snacks, an audio sketch show I co-wrote with Casey Ferguson coming out. Hopefully, maybe before the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Um, depending when this releases, do you know? Do you know? Uh, it should. It should be October first. Oh, okay. Well, if you're in New York, November seventh at QED, uh, I'm doing one man variety show. That's Otaven for the first time since the pandemic. It's got uh, stand-up, it's got characters, it has a VR experience, it has a walking tour of New Orleans, it's got game shows, multiple, no less than three game shows, and it's got the candy bucket, which we pass around at the end, I bet you're going to love that, Um, and uh, for other shows I'm doing, you know, it's weird getting back to performing in these times, but uh, if you go to andrewtaven.com, it's got the list of shows I'm doing. You know, a few a few a month at the moment, but that's what it is. Anyway, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, follow me at Lenny Burnham, follow the show at Chapter Surfing, and you can subscribe to my Patreon if you want to get episodes of Chapter Surfing early. Uh, thank you for being here, Andrew, and thank you for listening, everybody. My pleasure. Do you want to learn falsehoods? Do you want to learn the not truths? Do you want to go to hell? Join Eric McAdams, Alea Plotney, and Liam Sr. as they go to hell. We Are Experts <laughs> is a podcast on the Major Cast Network. Each episode, we take a topic we know nothing about and speculate wildly till our hearts content. And then they sort of learn a little bit about the real topic at the end. But not too much. Just a little. Tune into We Are Experts. Wherever you get podcasts, whenever we feel like posting it. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.